You are now listening to a Fit Plus Love production. Celebrate where you are. Like if I went out today and raced, I would be horrible. But I can celebrate the fact that I'm better than I was yesterday. And I can celebrate the fact that I'm seeing improvements and focusing on my technique in the water. And so I think it's really important to not compare. You should never compare yourself to others. And you should also not compare yourself to yourself. Just celebrate where you are. And I think that can be really powerful. And it allows us to enjoy it as well if we're not constantly like, oh my gosh, I'm not where I was XYZ ago. So yeah, celebrate where you are. That was Gwen Jorgensen. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, welcome, and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. Today on the podcast, I'm seeking up with world-famous Olympian and 2016 triathlon gold medalist, Gwen Jorgensen. We are talking about her return to triathlon, what she's looking forward to, the evolution of the sport, and how the landscape has changed from athletes to the variety of race distance as she looks to qualify for the 2024 Paris Olympics. We also talk about how she is getting back to training after having a baby in October, and she shares some essential tips that every woman needs to know after having a baby, athlete or not. I hope you enjoy this conversation. If you do, leave us a review on Apple. It's easy. Head over to wherever you get your podcasts, click on the Marnie on the Move podcast, scroll through the episodes, click on the five stars and leave us a review. Or if you listen on Spotify, feel free to leave us five stars. Before we get started, shout out to our sponsors, Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is the ultra personalized nutrition platform that analyzes your blood. DNA, and lifestyle to help you optimize your body from the inside out. It transforms your body's data into meaningful insights and a customized action plan of the science-backed nutrition recommendations you need to optimize your health. Get 20% off today at insidetracker.com slash Marnie on the Move. Now on to my conversation with Gwen. Thank you so much for taking the time to hop on a call with me today. Of course. I'm super psyched as a triathlete that you're coming back to the sport of triathlon. You made that announcement just a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah, that's right. Just a couple of weeks ago. Yep. And you've also just had a baby in October. So your second yeah. son, who is so freaking adorable, the two of them are next level adorable. Um, <laughs> they look just like my husband. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah can tell from just on Instagram Stanley it's like they have the same kind of like movements and intonation when they're doing all the videos together yeah it's hilarious yeah they're just like a little mini me's Stanley is very active and sporty yeah he does he um he surprises me you know I we're not parents who really push him but he'll ride like 
10K to school and he's five years old. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, let's yeah. not ride. Like, it's too long. Just go in the trailer. And he refuses. Like, he just, he wants to do it. And he does that. And then he goes to outdoor school all day. So he has a lot of energy. But I guess coming from two endurance athlete parents, maybe yeah. uh, we were to blame for the, the energy. DNA. Yes, exactly. DNA. I don't know. <laughs> That's so cool. So what was your deciding factor coming back to triathlon to go to the Olympics in Paris? Besides going to Paris. Yeah. I really, the big thing was I felt like I missed out because I wasn't able to do the mixed team relay. And that's something that I competed on at, um, in a few races, but they didn't have it in the Olympics until 2020. Yeah. So I saw team USA, they got a silver there. And I'm, I remember watching that and, you know, and the individual as well, and Pat being like, do you wish you were doing this? And I was like, I do not wish I was doing the individual, not at all. Like, I don't have any regrets that I'm doing that. But I was like, the relay, I was like, that's something that I do wish was in the Olympics when I competed. And that was kind of that. And then I got pregnant with George and, you know, I'm swimming more and biking more. And, and Pat kind of brought up like, what if you could come back and just do the relay? And I was like, well, if I could just do the relay, I think I would do it. And so I kind of progressed by there, by that. And I started to swim more. I started to enjoy swimming more, which was the big, a big reason why I left triathlon. I wasn't enjoying swimming. So yeah, it just kind of kept progressing. And I was like, you know, your brain literally changes when you're pregnant and you have a baby. So I'm like, I was, I, kind of, I was thinking about it. Yeah. It's the insane. I was just like, yeah, next level. It is. And they've done research and yeah, everything like your, your brain literally changes. And so I was like, well, let's wait to have George. Well, we didn't know it was George, but let's wait to have the baby and see if I still feel like I want to come back to triathlon. And so I had him, and I felt the same way. And I was like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. And I also think like sometimes you need to take a break from something like if you've been doing it for a really long time even if it's like you do it for a job right like you're a professional athlete you're doing triathlon for a really long time you reached a major peak in your career and you always wanted to run and then you switched gears and you just focused on running and sometimes that feels really good because as someone who's just an age group recreational athlete, I need to mix it up. And I don't even do this for a job, right? Like, I'm just like, okay, maybe <laughs> I'll try gravel, or maybe I'm just going to focus on running right now. And it feels good. And then when you run a lot, you're like, oh, I mean, I kind of miss being on my bike or I don't know, it's a lot. Exactly. So it's good to kind of switch it up. It's like the triathlon macro sphere <laughs> of like, I'm going to focus on running now. Then maybe, like, you know, you'll do triathlon, you'll win 2024 in Paris of course, because, you know, that's how you roll, you know, maybe you'll uh, get into cycling. <laughs> oh, yeah, Marnie, you're exactly right. It's in, you know, I think as well, I'm, I'm, it's interesting, because I always view myself as someone who doesn't like change. So I like the same thing. But yet, I feel like I'm constantly changing what I'm doing in my yeah. career. And I think it is just like you said, like, you know, sport is hard. It's really hard. You put everything into it, you have to be selfish in a lot of ways in order to compete, especially as a yeah. professional. And yeah, for me to be able to step away from it and then now have this new appreciation coming back is something that makes it really exciting. And you can't do sport as a yeah. professional. You can't do it really as even an elite or sub elite if you're not passionate and you're not yeah. excited about it. Because those days in training, they're hard. Yeah. So you have to do it and love it. And like, yeah, I feel like like everything that you do, it's just, you know, and it's, it's good to change it up. I mean, every, every like 10 years is like a new chapter or something like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I'm pretty fortunate that I've been able to switch it up. I don't think everyone is able to do that. And I think even in, you know, non-athlete jobs, yeah. a lot of people probably want to switch and it's, it's scary. It's hard. 
Yeah. And sometimes you just can't do it. And I feel like during the pandemic, we had like this forced opportunity to do whatever we wanted, right? Because a lot of things weren't happening. So it was this moment in our in a universal moment in the world where people could like really just take a step back and rethink like where they wanted to go. Yes. And what they want to do. Exactly. It's awesome. So talk to me a little bit about like how you're going to be training moving forward. What's the schedule? What races do you do? I do not know anything about the schedule from now till 2024. Yeah, it's going to be, I've really uh, made it a very hard challenge for myself. So the world triathlon has points that you can get that Mm -hmm. are, um, on like a rolling two year basis. Okay. So I have zero points and all these other people have points for years that they've been, you know, getting. And so, um, I just have to start racing and there's, there's a very clear pathway of how I can get into races if I perform well. And yeah, so I just have to start racing and I'm going to have to start racing before I'm ready, which is fine. Right. You know, just coming back postpartum, I've, they've, they've changed the protocol since when I had Stanley, it used to be like six weeks, just go get it, whatever you want. Now they more recommend 12 weeks. And so I'm not at 12 weeks yet, but I am doing some light training and I start to, um, I want to start to like really start to focus on training in January. Um, we have an au pair coming then and I'll probably race in February. So I'll be racing with like a month, maybe a month and a half of training under my belt, which is not ideal, but I'm just going to have to do it. And I think, you know, I've really grown a lot as well and not caring what other people think. And right. if, however, the first race goes, it goes. And, you know, I know where I'm at and I know the training that I've done leading up to that. And it'll just be what it'll be. I think you're going to have fun. I think you have the best attitude. Yes. I don't know. I mean, I kind of feel like that too. Like you, you just get to a certain place in your life where you're also older, right? So you're like, all right, yes. here's the deal. This is how it's going to go. What? So where's the first race in February? Do you know already? We don't. Yeah, we're debating. There's a few like Continental Cups. There's a like a Zwift indoor arena game done with super league. So there's a couple options that, yeah, we're, we're looking into it right now. Yeah. That's kind of cool that you can now do like the Zwift super league and get points. I mean, how the world has changed so much in the last five years. Like you came on the podcast, you were like one of my first guests when I first started yes. the podcast. The world has just changed so much and all of our lives have changed, right? Yeah. And the triathlon world, like you said, has changed so much. So like when I was racing, almost every race was an Olympic distance. And now it's very rare to find an Olympic distance race. You know, um, like the test event they're going to have in 23 will be in Paris. That'll be Olympic distance. The grand final will be Olympic distance. But there's a lot of sprints. There's a lot of super sprints. There's a lot of these two-day races. There's these super leagues that, like you said, you can get points. Yeah. So there's so many different avenues. My sister, who's like my biggest fan, you know, emailed me and she's like, I need to start catching up on all the world triathlon stuff because she's like, everything has changed, not just the people, but the races and the format and just everything is, yeah, a lot has changed since I uh, left the sport six years ago. So that makes it really fun. I think, I I mean, I definitely, yeah. I, and I mean, Paris, like how awesome is that to go to the Olympics in Paris? I mean, I'm going to try to go too. (laughs) I'm always looking for an excuse to go to Paris. Yes, everyone is. (laughs) After you had Stanley, you were also getting into shape. And so this isn't really new for you to try to get back into shape. And you you were a pioneer with women in the early days when you would continue to work out and train while you were pregnant. And then, you know, after giving birth, you also were still training. And I know that it's super challenging, but I know that it's doable from watching you. So are you doing anything different this time. Do you have any tips? 
My biggest tip is to see a pelvic floor specialist. I think a lot of moms, whether they're athletes or not, just think like leakage and um, other things like that are just normal after having a kid. And that's not normal. And it's something that's very easily fixed if you go to a pelvic floor PT. So that's my biggest tip for any mom coming back. I wish it was mandatory that moms had pelvic floor therapy post birth. Um, It's just, it's vital. You know, your core, your pelvic floor, everything is weak. Everything has been stretched out and you just, you need to work at getting it back. Um, And so, yeah, I think, you know, Stanley's birth was quite traumatic and George was great. Um, I had like a one degree, a first degree tear and like a couple, two stitches, like super easy. Um, So yeah, it's just, it's, I've been able to come back without having much pain, which is way different than last time. I remember last time I tried running for the first time, um, after giving birth to Stanley and it was like, I was in so much pain. I remember I left, I ran down like two houses, came back and was like, Pat, I'm not running. I can't do it. So this time my first run, my first run was like a minute run, a five minute walk, like three times or something. And I did that and I came back and I was like, my pelvic floor feels great. Like nothing feels like it's going to fall out. Everything feels good. So that's been quite the pleasant surprise. Um, and as well, just knowing that I'm coming back to triathlon, it's been nice to be able to focus more on swimming and biking. Um, and I've had no pain with those things, which has been really nice. What's the easiest sport do you feel like uh, on your body for you to do like right now? Um, well, I had to wait a while for, to be able to swim because you want to make sure that everything like is, um, closed up, I guess, because yeah, yeah, you just don't want to get infections. So, um, I started biking pretty early and I was surprised that in my pelvic floor PT was surprised that I had no pain sitting on the bike. So that was, um, just a nice way to get back into it for me, just kind of move. Um, but it was really nice once I was able to as well get in the water and just, um, yeah, I feel like I could go hard in the water without risking anything. And so that was really nice to be able to give my heart rate up. Like as an athlete, we love that. And it's not always, um, great. Like in the pool, I should probably be focusing on technique, but it's also just a really great mind thing and stress reliever to be able to go hard. And you just had, you're also just like building your fitness back, right? Like trying to get a solid base so that you can solo, as I like to say, and get in all the speed. And you're working with your coach, Bobby McGee, who you worked with. So I'm, yeah, I'm actually, I'm, I'm working with Bobby McGee on the run, but I'm also working with my old triathlon coach, Jamie Turner. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah. And yeah, yeah, he is. Yes. But we, yeah. I mean, when you're pregnant, you basically have nine months that you're just getting out of shape and then you take at least four weeks of doing absolutely nothing. And then, and that's like best case scenario. So yeah, you're just, you're coming from a place of zero and, um, it can be good and bad, right? Like I, I'm really using this opportunity to try to focus on form and try to focus on the things that I know will make me stronger and faster in the long term. The time between now and the Olympics is not as long as say other time that you might've trained for some things. It's kind of good. It's like you're in, you're doing it. It's kind of, yeah, it's good. But I'm also like, I'm insane. Like, what am I thinking? Because the first opportunity to qualify is in Paris in August of this year. And I'm just like, to even get enough points and to perform well before that, to get on the start line, it'll be hard. But yeah, I'm really excited. I think, um, yeah, I, I feel like I'm always just 
passionate about going after things that are really hard and it gets the best out of myself. Yeah. And are you going to go early and watch the Tour de France? (laughs) That's a great question. My husband would probably love that, but I'm sure if I um, am doing well, I'll be focusing a lot on training and and not want to give up any training days. What race is in Paris? Yeah. So there's a race in Paris in August. That's a test event. So they have like a, a preview of the event in Paris. And it's an opportunity where if you in the U.S., if you basically podium um, or if there's two people in the top eight with a podium, they qualify for the Olympics a year out. So um, it's a big race. Everyone in the U.S. Um, is going to be gunning for that and, and trying to get on that start line. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. And so you don't know who's on the team yet. It's just kind of like, I mean, Katie Zafaris was last year, did amazing. Two medals. Yeah, she got well silver in the relay and bronze yeah. in the individual. Yeah. And she had a baby too. So she's a super mom. Yeah. And then there's, I mean, I think right now there's five U.S. women that are like in the top 20 in the world. So, you know, there's Taylor Nib, Taylor Spivey, who were top four. Yeah. They were both top four in the world. Kirsten Casper. um, There's just all of these athletes who are, yeah, I mean, they're like top 20 in the world. So it's going to be a huge challenge for me, but I'm, yeah, I'm really excited about it. You know, I just feel like there's so many talented people out there. So it's cool that you're with all these awesome women. Yes, I think so, too. And I think, you know, as well, I never used to think I could be a mom and an athlete. And so it's just inspiring for me to see all these other moms do it. Um, You know, it's hard. And I think for me, especially at the beginning with Stanley, I didn't want to ask for help. And this time around, we are asking for help. We're getting an au pair, which I'm super excited about. You know, with Pat working and me working, it's just, it's it's really almost impossible to be able to have careers um, without asking for help and having no family around. So yeah, we're super excited about um, this journey and, and welcoming um, our au pair into our family this year as well. That's so cool. I do feel like it's just, we've come such a long way and we have such a long way to go as women, but I feel like even the past five years have just been so game changing with all the science and all of the women who are surpassing what people thought for the last 30 years and to retire at 30. It's such a cool time to be an athlete. True. Yeah. You look at all the runners, you know, Sarah Hall, Kira Deamata, um, all the ones that are older and moms. Yeah. And they're like, you know, a lot of people think like, oh, your speed dies or you're not as good of an athlete when you get into your thirties. And there is definitely a point. I mean, you're yeah. not going to see 60 year old women out there competing no. at their best, but no. in your forties, I mean, it's pro- been proven, especially like you said, this past five years that you're not over in your forties. Like you can still perform at your best in your forties. Yeah. I feel like you just have to work hard. And I'm only 36. Yeah. yeah, no, I know. You have to work smarter. Work smarter. Yes. Yes. Like more efficiently. Yes. You need a good coach who can like understand how you operate and what is the best use of your time. It's a whole different game than being like 25. Yeah. And like you said, there's so much more data out there now. You know, you can track your glucose. You can track your sleep way better. You can track your recovery. You can track how much sweat you're losing and, you know, how salty that sweat is. And there's all these things that you can really hone in on that can really help. Yeah. All right. Just dropping in here to give a shout out to our partners, Athletic Greens and AG1. AG1 is an all-in-one nutritional supplement. It has 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. And it's super easy to use. Just add one scoop to a cup of water daily. AG1 is my go-to for getting in the essential daily supplements I need. And since I'm always on the move, the travel packs are definitely my favorite. I take them with me wherever I go. AG1 is a small microhabit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every day to take great care of yourself. 
AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar. No GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. And it tastes great. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Marnie on the Move. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Marnie on the Move to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Now, back to Gwen. So you are coming back to the sport of triathlon. Do you have all your partners and sponsors and brands that you're working with? And I'm sure you are ahead of the curve when it comes to the latest and greatest. Tell me all your gear. I'm super excited because I feel like I'm coming from a blank slate where I can just choose anything. So I'm able to actually go out and research and I'm testing. Like right now I have like four different wetsuits at my house from different brands that I'm testing out to see which one works best for me. And so I feel like I'm at a really cool place right now where I can pick and choose uh, what's best. And I think the best products have changed over the last eight years or whatever since I've been in the sport. And so it's exciting for me to be able to just kind of start from scratch and figure out what I like best. Um, And that's something that I find, yeah. So it's super exciting. So you haven't picked a wetsuit partner yet. You're kind of looking at you're looking at a bunch of different wetsuits, I'm sure. Um, you know, like I'm trying Two Times You and Blue 70 and Roca and... DeBoer. Do you have DeBoer? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, we have a ton of different options. And, yeah, I haven't, I guess, officially partnered with a brand yet. It's, you know, when I made the announcement, we had Thanksgiving, Christmas. No one, a lot of people, it's hard to get stuff done in that time yeah. frame. So yeah, we have a big list of things to to do starting in January. And so that's why, you know, I was really fortunate that I got a lot of products, not just wetsuits, but, um, you know, other stuff to test as well um, on the bike side. And so, yeah, so I've been testing that out and um, hopefully I'll make some decisions in in the upcoming weeks. Yeah. And your body's probably totally different now. So it's just a whole new world for you, right? So it's like you're looking for different things. Yes. And, you know, I now have boobs. I don't know if I can say that, but you know, I'm breastfeeding and like the way way things fit. It's just, it's way different. And yeah, it was funny. Like one of the wetsuit companies wanted my exact measurements and I'm like, Oh, you're giving my exact measurements at two weeks postpartum. I'm like, I'm going to like, my body's going to change a lot over the next like month or two. So yeah, yeah, it's just kind of, it's interesting. It's fun. Same thing with bike fit. Like I had a bike fit very early on postpartum and I'm going to have one almost monthly for this first quarter, just because my body's changing so much right now. Do you have a brand that you work with on the bike or you're just testing out different brands there as well? I'm testing out different brands on the bike as well, which is super exciting. That's cool. I mean, that's really fun, right? And there's technology is so different now and there's, there's so many great bikes out there. One of the things we learn as athletes over the years and as you get more into the sport, it's it's not about what the best bike is. It's like what works for you. Exactly. Yes. I think my husband, Patrick, he's, he's an agent, not my agent, but he's an agent and he's in the, you know, comes from the cycling world. So he kind of knows like what's the fastest bike, what works the best. And so he kind of like narrows it down and then it all just comes down to the feel, right? Like what feels best to me. And yeah, that's, that's, I think like exactly like you were saying, like a lot of it is just how how it feels to us. And what about your running shoes? Are you changing those too? Or are you like still wearing the same shoes you've always worn? 
Yeah, um, I'm testing out a few different ones as well. I've only really tried the Nike Super Shoes, so I'm looking forward to trying the other Super Shoes as well from different companies and and seeing um, what works best for my feet. You have to try the Hoka. Yes. Those are awesome. And, you know, I know that we also have Inside Tracker in common. So how has that helped you in this whole process of sort of like staying healthy and staying fit and staying on top of your inner health? Yeah, Inside Tracker has been huge through my pregnancy and um, postpartum. Uh, but caveat here, I need to say this. You're not right. supposed to, if you get tested with Inside Tracker while you're pregnant or breastfeeding, some of your metrics, like your lipids can be off. So it is advised that a doctor looks at them as well. Okay. But yeah, it's been, it's been super interesting for me to see like my iron, um, which is really impacted through pregnancy, um, vitamin D. So those metrics and um, magnesium, things that uh, I needed not only to, to grow a healthy human, but to be healthy myself. Um, it's been really great to be able to test throughout all this and, and to see how my body changes and what needs um, are met and what needs aren't met. And are you going to continue to do that as you race and train, like continue with Inside Tracker? Yeah. Yes, I'm very excited to continue my partnership with Inside Tracker um, and just continue to see to make sure that I'm staying healthy, um, not only to, to race my best, but to, to be my best for my family and to yeah. live longer. And what about, what about nutrition? I mean, I, I mean, I know I'm catching you at the beginning of like your cycle, but I'm sure you've tried a ton of products. Is there anything that still works for you or, you know, brands or products that you like that you might advise? Yeah. Yeah, I'm really partial to Scratch. Um, okay. So Alan Lim actually created Super Fuel for me because I did not have a product that I liked that had enough calories. And so, um, you know, I remember back in my triathlon days, I probably I wasn't consuming that many calories. And so I'm yeah. really excited to go back and to fuel more um, on race day specifically and, and see how that plays out. Where do you stand with the fueling and hydration? Like you just said, fuel more. So are you more from the mindset of like having more calories during your race versus less like some people are like oh yeah like I did the whole race on like you know 60 carbs an hour <laughs> and some yeah, people I've, yeah I've learned a lot through my running especially yeah especially longer runs like if I don't fuel I may be able to get through that run maybe but if I do and I don't fuel during it my recovery from it, like just the next week to two weeks, I just, I have bad workouts and I find if I fuel during big workouts, uh, races, I'm able to recover faster. And I think it's just so important, especially as I get older to make sure that I'm recovering and taking care of my body. So yeah, I think, you know, a lot has changed and people are starting, I think, um, to be okay with fueling more, but yeah, fueling is something that it's not only to get you through that workout, but it's in order to, help you recover in the future. Do you, you have to train your gut now too, right? Like you're just training everything. Yeah. And I think, you know, I have a pretty good gut and I've trained my gut, um, through running and through the past yeah. six years, I'm, I'm used to having a lot of calories. So, um, I think that one hopefully will be an easy box to tick. And then what, like you're, you know, I know that you're doing like Olympic distance and you're going to be training for the relay, but I'm sure that your, your training is going to be much longer than you will ever race right? Like, so where do you, right. yeah. yeah. So, so are you seeing yourself like doing like four or five hour bikes or is that no? Like, where do you like, I know um, you're not the coach, but. Exactly. I was just going to 
say, I have, I don't really know exactly what's on the horizon for me. Okay. I'm somebody who I'm not a big planner. I don't like to look at the data. I like data and I like collecting it, but I like to just send it off to the experts. So yeah. send stuff off to my coach. My coach tells me what to do. And yeah, I'm a very good listener. I like to follow directions. And that is why you are a winner. <laughs> okay. And so what are you doing for the holidays now? So New Year's is something that um, I've never really loved celebrating. Like it's a great excuse to have a good meal, but we never stay up to watch the ball drop. Um, I'm trying to think with Patrick, since I've been with him in the past, we've been together for like, I don't know, 10 or probably 15 years. I I don't know. I'm way off. He's going to just laugh at me when he hears this, but we, I don't think we've ever stayed up to midnight. Like it's just not what we do. So, um, you know, I have my parents flying in. Um, they're going to be here for the new year. And then we have an au pair starting January 6th. So yeah, we have a lot of new stuff. It's going to be a lot of changes. It's going to be a lot of just trying to figure out our new rhythm, new normal. Um, you know, what does my training look like? What does having an au pair look like? What does yeah, two kids look like? It, it'll be interesting. Sounds like a fun challenge. It is. Yes. All and very good things. Coming. That's great. So you're just like super focused after January 6th, like you're just like completely focused on training and racing and you're just putting all your energy into that. Well, not all my energy, 30% of my uh, total body energy will be put towards breastfeeding. Um, cause I guess that's how how much you're uh, Uh, like, how long I'm going to breastfeed for. How long do you do that? Yeah. It's a great question. I have no idea. With Stanley, I lasted about 10 months and yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd like to try for about that amount again. Yeah. So um, it's hard, though. It's really hard when you travel to races. It's really hard. And, but the big benefit, we've had so many good um, changes in breast pumps. So they were awful, I feel like, when I was with Stanley. Now I have a great breast pump. Um, it's by Motif. And then there's this company, Milkify, that can turn your breast milk into a powder so oh you can God. travel with That's it. You don't awesome. have to worry about it. Yeah. It's so amazing because like the other day, Pat wanted to take some milk and he didn't know if George would get hungry. And it's like, if you take the milk and he doesn't eat it, then you just waste it. But if you have a powder, it's just, yeah. So there's just so many more things that have changed since Pat and Stan. So yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard, but it's also, there's so many things that are, that are easier now than, than they were five years ago. Yeah. What are you most excited about, I guess, with triathlon, like coming back to the sport? I mean, I'm really excited about the relay, obviously, and I really want an opportunity, but I'm going to have to perform to get that opportunity. So the relay is, it's two males, two females, and everyone does a complete triathlon. So it's, everyone does a 300 meter swim, 7K bike, and like 2K run. Those are estimates. So it's like a super short triathlon. So yeah, I'd really like that opportunity. Um, You know, the triathlon circuit, a lot of it, we have to go abroad. So I guess, you know, using some of those opportunities to show Stanley different countries, I think will be super exciting and and something that um, we wouldn't otherwise do. We're, I I think our family, Pat and I, we're not as great at taking uh, vacations as we should. So having races force us to take vacations are um, something that I think will, will be really good for our family. And you mentioned that Pat is an agent now. Has he been doing that for a long time? I feel like he was managing you and then also like cooking and chefing and That's right. being yep. like your main support team and an essential asset to your success. But he's also managing other athletes or repping other athletes. Yeah. Now. So I actually have a different agent. I work with Wasserman, but yeah, as a husband, wife, it, it doesn't always work well. But um, he started being an agent 
right after Stanley was born, somebody just reached out and said, I think you'll be good at this. And he did it. And it's just like his business just keeps growing and growing. And he, it's a great job for him. He's great talking on the phone. He knows sports inside out. So he has some like cyclists. He has some triathletes. And so, and then he has a cycling team that he works for as well. So yeah, it's exciting. And it's fun to see him really enjoy what he's doing. That's awesome. I'll have to get him back on here to talk about repping athletes versus being an athlete and like his, I mean, he's awesome. He was on the podcast also, right? Like way back when. Exactly. Well, I'm so psyched that you came on here. I'd love to reconnect and hear what you think about all the different products you're trying because I'm trying products. I haven't been training or doing anything. Like I'm I'm just running right now because I'm doing a half marathon and I have to try. Like, nice. Yeah, I'm doing Miami half and it's going to be painful. Like it's so hard to train. <laughs> of I mean, course. It, yeah, I mean, it's so hard to train. I mean, whatever. I can't make excuses. But for me, and it's, it's always hard to painful. train in the winter. And I just came back from like, yeah. upstate New York and it was like 10 degrees and I was I can't fucking do this I was like you need to you need to get go Zwift you need to get Zwift I have Zwift I'm great if I have my treadmill but we were upstate at Lori's my partner's parents house yeah you know yeah (laughs) I don't know I'm curious to hear where you land with all the stuff but so you'll have to come back on when you have like 15 minutes or just email it to me and I'll include it in like one of my roundups or something oh I would love that Yeah. yeah thank you Marty well, it's, I'm sorry I missed you in Utah at our UFOs live studio pop-up. You're still – Yes. You love their shoes. I do love UFOs, yes. Um, they are I've, – I've used them since my surgery, my first are surgery, which was yeah. like in 2017. So, yeah, yeah I've, I've been using them for a long time. I wear them around the house all the time. It was so funny when we were in Utah. Yeah. Stanley, like, came in the store, and he saw the shoes, and he goes, Mom – those are your shoes. And I was just like, oh, you're so cute. <laughs> he is really cute. So do you, I know you said you're not pushing him and he's only like five, but is he doing like kids races at all? Like, do you ever, does he ever do any of that? I'm hoping part of my triathlon journey will help teach him that he doesn't need to be a perfectionist. He's been a perfectionist his entire life. And a lot of times he doesn't want to do a race unless he knows he's going to win. Oh, wow. And okay. so I'm, I'm actually hoping some of my races, I'm probably going to kick myself for saying this, but I'm hoping some of my races don't go great so I can show them like it's not always about winning. That's not why you always go to a race. Like sometimes it's about learning. Sometimes it's about having fun. So um, yeah, but he he loves biking. He loves running. He loves skiing. Pat's been taking him skiing. Um, I never ski. I, it's not a sport I want to do. So yeah, I mean, he just does a bunch of stuff and it's, it's really fun to just let him kind of lead the way. Like you said, he's young and and we don't want to push him. We want him to, we do have him pick at least one activity a week that he has to do. So right now that's indoor ski lessons. Cool. Good to learn at a young age. It's hard to learn that at sport as an adult. Yeah. That's why I refuse. Yeah. I'm not (laughs) a skier either. I mean, I went to tell your ride and it was awesome and I skied. Once you put me on that chairlift and it was like freezing and windy and I was like, wait, I have to ski down that? That's a big yeah. Like, I don't want to do that. But then, you know, of course, somebody convinced me it was like an amazing workout for running. And I was like, all right, I'll just do it, you know. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. you can always get convinced if it's a good workout. Awesome. So do you have any advice for all of our age group listeners that are, you know, super psyched about the fact that you're coming back? And I think a great thing, especially for me, and I think it can be relatable for everyone is celebrate where you are. Like if I went out today and raced, I would be horrible, but I can celebrate the fact that I'm better than I was yesterday. And I can celebrate the fact that I'm seeing improvements and focusing on my technique in the water. And so I think it's really important to not compare. You should never compare yourself to others and you should also not compare yourself to yourself. Right. Just celebrate where you are. And I think that can be really powerful and it, 
it allows us to enjoy it as well. If we're not constantly like, oh my gosh, I'm not where I was X, Y, Z ago. So yeah, yeah, celebrate where you are. I think we do that all the time, every day, right? Like we're like, oh my God, why am I not doing that piece this time? And yeah, that's great advice. Thank you. Awesome. Well, good luck with your training and have fun. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Marty. Thanks again for tuning into Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, marnieonthemove1 at gmail.com. And let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out. 